I want to thank you for joining us today on the Teen Challenge of Southern California podcast. If you didn't know, we have a 24-7 prayer hotline. It's staffed by Teen Challenge staff members who are ready to pray with you anytime, anywhere. Call us today at 888-520-0620. And if you know someone who is struggling with addiction and needs to come into our program, you can refer them to this same number, 888-520-0620, and we can help them begin their new life. Today, you're going to hear Teen Challenge Southern California Executive Director Ron Brown share some powerful biblical insight on spiritual leadership. If you haven't had the chance, please subscribe to our podcast channel today. You'll be notified every time a new episode comes out, and it's a way for us to stay in touch during these difficult times. God bless you today, my friends. I want to share just a few thoughts on biblical leadership today, and I'm, I'm looking at some of the most amazing leaders in the world right here on this screen. Hallelujah. Uh, John chapter 3, verse 30, very short verse that says, he must become greater, I must become less, or he must increase and I must decrease, you know. Uh, this is really uh, the hallmark of biblical leadership is really uh, the increase of, of God's government um, and, and, and ministry through Jesus Christ um, and the de decrease uh, of our standing in the way of that. <laughs> uh, so the first job of biblical leadership is listening. It's really listening to the Lord uh, and allowing God to lead us, to lead us into all that he has. And I, that's what I'm so excited as we discuss here, what we're looking for is we're looking for the will of God. And so my prayer is that we will be good listeners uh, as we discuss how to open things up more, move different things around, that we are listening for the Holy Spirit. Uh, that's how we are able to move forward. Uh, I think about Abraham, Moses, Gideon, Hosea, all those guys were listening uh, to the Lord as God moved them into a different paradigm of ministry and, and leadership that they were not expecting. You know, Gideon certainly was not expecting to fight no Midianites. Their brother was hiding out on the threshing floor and Abraham was, you know, having fun hanging out with the sheep uh, on the backside of Midian. He certainly wasn't looking to engage Pharaoh, but but he kept listening, <laughs> and God kept speaking, and God kept leading. Um, Abraham wasn't looking to leave his family in, in, in Haran and, and go looking for this place called Canaan. I mean, uh, he had a pretty good life going on there. You know, uh, his family was doing well. He was taken really good care of, but he wasn't looking to do anything, but God came and spoke. So we have to keep listening. Biblical leadership is hearing what God says, when we must practice listening and, and make that one of the highest priorities of our lives, individually and corporately. Um, uh, and don't make any decisions without hearing from God. And that's one of the things I love about how uh, we move here at Teen Challenge Southern California. We pray, we get a discernment from the Lord, we hear from him, and then we step out um, and we know that we don't have to beg for God's favor and blessing because we step out uh, with him as he leads and guides us into what he has for us. Biblical leadership is also transformational uh, because it, uh, it shifts the control issue from me to God. In other words, I decrease, he increases. Um, if I'm not listening, then I'm in charge. But if I'm constantly listening, then I am giving up control to him. And so that's why listening is so important in our leadership profile. It helps us to decrease uh, so that we're not leaning on our own understanding, but we're hearing what God has to say to us. We also must maintain a posture for interruption. 
Um, God interrupts us, um, and he has different things that he wants for us to do in our lives. Like Hosea, uh, he wasn't planning on marrying, but God brought him Gomer and said, hey, I'm going to make an example out of your life <laughs> uh, and, and how I'm married to my, my people Israel. So he interrupted Hosea's life and brought him a wife. Glory to God. Anybody waiting on a wife? Okay, Ariel, praise God. <laughs> God can interrupt and bring them right when they need, right, right when you need it. Hallelujah. Um, Moses was content, as I've mentioned on the backside of the desert, God interrupted him and said, hey, I got a plan, I got a purpose, I got a mission for you. The next thing about um, biblical leadership is waiting. <laughs> this is the part that we don't like <laughs> and we struggle with sometimes, but it's waiting on the Lord. You know, the, the, the taskmaster of our culture is, is instant gratification, uh, and, and we don't like to wait, but that's one of the things that a biblical leader must do is you must wait upon the Lord. God is never in a hurry, hallelujah, He's going to fill those beds. It's going to happen, but God's not in a hurry. Jesus spent decades preparing for his ministry before he ever uh, uttered a word about uh, the kingdom of, of heaven is at hand. Uh, but, but there was preparation that was going on. God was working all the time. So understand that God's timing is perfect and is tied up in all of these things that he's asking us to do. So biblical leaders, they wait on the Lord. They don't get ahead of him. Uh, they don't rush out uh, to, uh, to, to try to get things done, but they wait and they allow God to lead them step by step by step by step. Hallelujah. Um, you know, I think about the, in the book of Acts, when the apostles appointed those uh, people to wait on tables, um, and they said that they would give themselves to, to prayer and the word. Literally, when you look in the, the Greek, what they said is, uh, you wait on the tables, and we will wait on the word. When you look at the words that we use in Greek, they waited on the word. As the ones waited on the tables, taking care of the day-to-day -day business, the apostles said, we're going to wait on the word. Hallelujah. Wait on the word. Wait for God to speak. Uh, so if you wait on the word and you hear from the Lord, then when you step out, you know that you're stepping out uh, in wisdom. You're stepping out in the, in the timing of the Lord, and you're stepping out filled with the grace of God. Also, biblical leaders, uh, are, they, they're able to speak a word in season. So we have to be able to give uh, an answer for the hope that is, that is within us. To, to speak the word of God is, uh, in this day and season, is probably the, most, uh, the least politically correct thing to do. People don't want to hear what the Bible has to say. They want to hear your opinion. Uh, what's your opinion on this issue? What is your opinion on that? No, no. What's, what does the Bible say? What does the word say? So we need to know the word so that we can speak. If we don't know the word, if we've not hidden the word of God in our heart, if we've not studied the word, then we are not able to speak prophetically to our culture. Uh, if there was ever a time that there needed to be a prophetic voice in the culture and in the world today, it is now. And when I think of, when I'm talking about speaking prophetically, I'm not saying getting up saying, you know, thus saith the Lord, and you know, and just speaking extemporaneously. Yeah, that is a prophetic manifestation, but it is prophetic for you to speak the Bible in a culture that is apostate and that has moved away from, uh, from God. And so we need prophetic voices who will speak the truth of God's word. And so I'm looking at a screen full of 
of prophets, that God will fill your mouth with the word of God and that you will speak prophetically to the culture because you know the word, you, you have the word in you. And when people stand up and they start talking all kinds of things and, 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 and disparaging the, the faith uh, and, think, and talking things that are not biblical and scriptural, we have a responsibility and a call as biblical leaders to stand up and prophesy and speak no God said to love your neighbor, not hate your neighbor. Hallelujah. God said for you to not be filled with anger, but to be filled with mercy and compassion. Uh, uh, you know, so you stand up and you speak the word of God prophetically in the culture. So we need to speak, speak, speak. Hallelujah. Because God has called us to do that. Uh, the next thing about biblical leadership uh, is, is about serving others. Uh, again, it's about us decreasing and God increases. In Romans chapter 12, uh, verse 8, uh, Paul says, he who exhorts must uh, wait on his exhortation. He who gives, do it with liber liberality. That means generously. <laughs> and he who leads with diligence and he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Leadership is an opportunity to serve others. God wants us to have the, uh, have the mindset and the heartbeat of being a servant. True leaders are not merely those who are naturally equipped to motivate people towards some goal. That, that, those are the things that we value. It's like, oh, if they got some motivational gift, they can kind of rally a group and they can get the job done. Oh, that person's got leadership. No, it's not just being able to rally someone toward a goal or someone who's visionary or has some charisma to accomplish things in, the, in an organization, but a true leader is someone who's equipped by God to care for his people. It's about the caring heart. It's about caring for people uh, that, that God places around us. Uh, this is what the Lord has called us to do, not just accomplish tasks and accomplish goals. Hallelujah. Um, biblical leaders must also be determined by their calling. Hallelujah. God has to call us. Amen. To come and follow him. So our leadership is determined by calling uh, and not just by gifting. And when we look at gifting and we look at people who have a talent or something and we start, you know, putting our thumb on the scale and moving them forward without dis discerning whether there's a call of God for this, we can end up placing people in a, in a position that, uh, that they're not called to. And as a result, they're not able to hear God and they're not able to respond to his voice. They're not able to speak prophetically. They're not able to have that caring heart. They don't have the ability to wait on him because they believe the words that they have heard about how, how talented they are has qualified them to jump ahead and do some things that maybe they haven't been called to do. So let's make sure that we discern the call of God uh, on, on people's lives as we get ready to move them into uh, the place of leadership that God has called them to. And the last thing a biblical leader must be a person of prayer. Hallelujah. I, I think that probably should have been first, but, but we have to be a person of prayer. You know, I think about Moses. Uh, he was always in God's face. I mean, talk about always in God's face. Um, the reason he was able to succeed to the degree that he did is because he was always petitioning God 
Uh, you can say, well, maybe he, he did that because he had all that pressure of, of a couple million people out here that was, you know, <laughs> giving him a run for his money. And he got to end, got to the end of his talents and his abilities. He's like, hell. But no, Moses was a, he was a man of prayer anyway. He, he, he hung out with God and he was like, I ain't moving till you tell me to. So he was a good listener. Um, and so prayer is not just telling God our problems and our issues, but prayer is also listening. And Moses was a good listener. Uh, and it caused him to be successful in moving the people of God uh, into the place of uh, that the Lord was calling them to. And, and he also, you know, in that prayer, I think that softened his heart so that he could decrease and God could increase and he could listen to his father-in-law Jethro. When Jethro told him, yo, Moses, you need some help here, brother. You're trying to do too much on your own. Um, and so I think because Moses was a person of prayer, he was not arrogant. He was not full of himself to, to the place that he could not hear wisdom and insight coming from his father-in-law, Jethro, who told him to select some capable men from among the people who fear God, trustworthy men uh, who hate dishonest gain, and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, and tens, and fifties. And so prayer gives you the ability to have humility. It gives you the ability to decrease so that God's influence in your life can increase um, so that you will have the wisdom you need in order to fulfill God's purpose. So thank you for being true biblical leaders. Hide the word of God in your heart and prophesy to this culture the truth when you're sitting around with your family and the people that God has given you influence with and they're speaking things based on their feelings and based on stuff they've heard in the news and they're taking that as gospel, stand up and say, understand what you're saying, but you know that the Bible says that you're not supposed to be like that. <laughs> you're not supposed to live that way. Um, this is what God's standard is, and speak prophetically into our culture. I'm praying that God will raise up in this hour the body of Christ to be that prophetic voice to the culture, um, not prophesying about what political candidates are going to win, but speaking the word of God. Hallelujah. Prophesying the truth so that the lies will be dispelled that people base their lives on. And may God help us to be biblical leaders in this season like never before. So. Once again, thank you for choosing our podcast today. We hope that you're comforted, encouraged, and strengthened in the Lord today because of it. Don't forget to subscribe though. It's easy. Just go to wherever you're listening right now and click subscribe. God bless you today.